in a series now, uh, since last week, we started to talk about uh, a series that we've entitled Pack Your Bags, How to Prepare for What's Next. Because the reality is in our lives, every one of us has a next. Amen? Yes. You all have a next, you know that? Yes. You all have something that you got to do next. Maybe it's something that you got to do today. Maybe you got to go to work today. Maybe you got to go visit someone today. Maybe you got to collect something today. Maybe you got to do the shopping today because you didn't do the shopping yet. But you, we all have something to do next. And you know, for some of us, it may be small things that we have to do today. But for others, and for every one of us, we all have big things ahead of us too. You know that? Yes. Yeah. We've all got big things ahead of us too. And really what we're going to be talking about for these next few weeks is how we need to prepare ourselves today for what's coming in our lives next. Because thank God, amen, we all have a next. And me, I would personally rather be prepared for what's next. Amen. I like to be prepared for what's next. Amen. I don't believe any of us are really mad on surprises. Does anybody here really like surprises? I mean, if you're coming up to a birthday... I think most of us, what we do is we tell our nearest and dearest, no surprise parties. I don't want a surprise party. I don't want to come home someday and, and, and think that I'm going to have a nice relaxed evening coming close to my birthday, and all of a sudden, as soon as I walk in the house, 40 people jump out and shout surprise. That's not good enough for me now, amen? I don't like that, amen? That wouldn't work. Bigger surprise, I'd put the keys back in my, ha in my hand and head out to the car again <laughs> and go off someplace. You can have a party yourself. Amen. Praise God. That's just a warning. Never organize a surprise party for me. Amen. Nobody is really mad on surprises. That's why God gave, I believe, I believe, my belief is, God gave women nine months in which to enjoy their pregnancy because no woman would like to go to the doctor and walk out half an hour later with a new baby. Amen. Because you don't like surprises. Amen. I, I believe there's no one today would like to go home and have their husband or wife saying, hey, surprise, we have to move out of our house today. I bought us a new house. Nobody is crazy about surprises. Amen? Well, I don't believe they are anyway. I'm not. Amen. Not mad on surprises. What, I, what you would call me is I'm a, I'm a prepper. I prepare for stuff. Amen? If I'm doing something or if I have something coming up next, I prepare for it. Amen? I put in some work getting ready for what I have coming up next. If, say say if, I'm, if I'm going away someplace. Like last year, actually, we, we, um, we got word fairly late that there was a meeting that we would needed to attend, and it was, in, it was in a place called Nuremberg in Germany, and we'd never been there before. So we'd been to Germany a couple of times, so this meeting that we were going to in Nuremberg in Germany, okay, I, I set about straight away finding out all I could find out about this trip that we're going to take. So what I did is, 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 okay, I found out, okay, none of the airlines fly direct to Nuremberg. So first of all, how am I going to get there? So I worked that out. I was going to fly to another city and get the train from that other city to Nuremberg. Okay, so that was fine. I had that worked out. Now, because I'd never been in this city before, I needed to know where I was going to stay. And, and I needed to know where this meeting was on that I was going to. And in all of those things, okay, I had to work out where the train station was, where the meeting was, and where the hotel was, because that's the kind of person I am. Uh, one of the hotels that I looked at uh, is a hotel that we usually use when we go away places. So, okay, I, I found this hotel, and, and it was close to where the train station was. It was close to where the meeting was. So now, me being a prepper, wanting to know everything and dotting every I and crossing every T, 
I now needed to know uh, this area around this hotel. So I would do what I always do as I go on to TripAdvisor and I go on to Google Street View Maps. So I, I went on to TripAdvisor and I read a couple of reviews. They were okay. I went on to, to uh, Street View Maps and planted. You know the way you can do in Street View Maps? You can plant yourself down in the hotel's area and you can go around the streets and around. And as I did, here's the thing, as I did on Google Street View Maps, and when I went around the corner from the hotel, about 50 meters, I found there was a red light district there. Yeah? I found that around the corner there was a red light district, and then I went on back onto TripAdvisor again, read another few reviews about it, and yeah, they all said that there was a red light district in the area, so praise God, I wasn't going there. So I needed to find someplace else to go. See, my point is that when I'm going someplace, when I'm doing something, I always like to plan the whole thing out. Where, where, where am I flying into? How do I get where I'm going? Where is the meeting on? Where is the hotel I'm staying? What's around the hotel? Make preparations, amen? And what we're doing in this series is we're talking about what's next for us and how we can best prepare ourselves for what's next. Here's the thing. No matter how well you prepare yourself for what's next, you're not going to get it always right, amen? There's always going to be a few unforeseen things that may come up. But if we prepare ourselves well, we can prepare ourselves to succeed in what we have next, amen? Because I don't believe anybody really, really likes surprises, amen? Amen? Praise God. We can prepare all we can, for as much as we can, but unfortunately, life doesn't always play ball with us. Amen? Does anybody agree with me there? Trains can be late. Yeah. Planes can be late. Yeah. A hotel that looked great online may not be a great hotel when you get there. So uh, not, not everything works out well or works out the way that we would like it to always work out. You know, situations and circumstances do sometimes throw an uncatchable ball at us. Amen? Amen. We all have something next. Your next may be a new job. Your next may be a new college. Maybe you have exams this year, a new, a new college to go to, in a new town, in a new city. Maybe, maybe you're new to Ireland. Maybe this is a new next for you. But you, one thing that I can guarantee you is that something is coming up next. Some big thing is coming up next for every one of us. So how do we prepare ourselves that will guarantee us just about success in that next Season. Amen? See, just because you have something coming up next doesn't mean you're going to be automatically successful in that season. Amen? Yeah. Just because you can see what's coming, yeah. amen, just because you can see what's coming doesn't mean that you're fully prepared or equipped for what's coming next. Here's the thing. Whatever season that you're going into, I can guarantee you that somebody else has been there before you. Amen? Whatever season you're coming into, somebody else has already been there before you. Like, I mean, this year, uh, Rebecca, she's doing her leaving cert. And once she's done her leaving cert, then she's prepared to go to college. Now, Emma, a few years ago, she was in that boat. She was getting ready to do her leaving cert and getting ready to go to college. You see, no matter what season you're coming into, somebody has already been through that season before. Amen? So you know that no matter what season, whether it's a new job, praise God, many people have had new jobs before. Maybe you've had a new job before. 
whatever season you're coming into, somebody and other people have already been there before you and they've succeeded. You see, I think if we can take some of the stress out of what's next, we'll enjoy what's next a lot more. Amen? Amen? I mean, when Emma was going to college, she was going way off to the far side of Dublin, up around by the airport. So what did we do? She had got the place. She'd been accepted to go to, uh, to the college that, that she wanted to go to. Uh, so what did we do? We, we got into the car one Saturday morning, and we drove off to Dublin. Now, we knew that when she was going to arrive in Dublin on, on Wexford bus, she was going to be dropped off there at Mansion House. And from there, then, she needed to be able to get to the college that she was going to, St. Pat's. So then we had to find out what bus she needed to get next, where she needed to go for that bus, where the first bus was going to drop her, how far from there to the next bus, then how long was that bus going to take her to get her to college. We needed to work out, was this going to work out? And when we done that, it took so much of the stress out of it. Amen? So if we can prepare ourselves well for what's coming up next, whether it be a, a new job, a new college, or whatever it may be, we, if we get ourselves to a place where we realize people have been there before me and they've succeeded, then it'll take the stress out of the journey that we're taking next. Amen? You see, what, what you have next in your life is just like the seasons. You know, we're, come, we're, we're in the winter season now. And we know in the winter season, you know, hands up anyone in church here that this is their first winter. Nobody. We've all been through winters before. We've been through some mild winters, which have been great. We've been through some severe winters, which have been bad. But you know what? We've got through them. So no matter what this season, this winter season shows at us, it won't be a surprise to any of us because you know what? We've all been through them before. What I want to talk to us today about is about in our next season is surrounding yourself with the right people. Amen. In your next season it is so important that you surround yourself with the right people. Surrounding yourself with people who are influencing your life for good. Amen? There are millions of people out there and millions of stories out there of people who succeeded and when they tell their story, they tell of how the right people gave me the right advice and I listened to them. On the other hand, there's also so many stories out there of people who, who, who failed. And they'll tell you a story of how the wrong people were in their life. How, how people gave them bad advice, led them astray. And, and how through that wrong people being around them, they failed in life. Amen? What we need to do as believers in our next season in life is we need to surround ourselves with the right people. Amen? We need to surround ourselves with, with people who will build us up and who will point us in the direction of success. Amen? Isn't that what we do as parents? If we know that our kids are hanging around the wrong people, what do we do? We tell them, you don't hang around them anymore. If you know that your kids are hanging around people that are influencing them strongly in the wrong direction, we say to them, don't hang around them no more. Amen? That's why we always pray. That our kids and all of the kids here in church, in school or college or wherever they be, that they be the influencers. Amen? That they don't be influenced, but that they be the ones influencing the ones around them. Amen? 1 Corinthians 15 says in verse 33, it says, Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. 
So you may be of good character. You may be, and you may have trained up your kids so well. But if you hang around bad character, it will corrupt you. Amen? It will send you in the wrong direction. Amen? You know, we do it for our kids. We tell our kids, don't hang around with them. But sometimes we in our own lives, we hang around people who are bad characters for us and who lead us in the wrong direction. Amen? You see, because we all have a next in our life, because we're all on a journey, we need to surround ourselves with people who are influencing us for the right reasons. Amen? And pointing us in the right direction. Ask yourself today, are the people that I have the greatest influence over in my life, am I pointing them to victory or leading them to defeat? Amen? And are the people that are influencing your life, are they pointing you to victory or are they leading you to defeat? Amen? It's not always beneficial to run with the herd because a lot of times the herd is heading for destruction. Amen? We all know the saying, at least we know the saying in this area. If your friend jumped off the bridge, would you jump off the bridge too? Because we see sometimes our kids, they'll mimic them, they'll do everything that their friends do. And what you're trying to say to your kids in that expression is you're trying to say to them, you don't have to do everything that your friends do. Amen? You can be the leader in that situation. If you have Jesus, let you be the one that's influencing your friends and not your friends influencing you because they don't have Jesus. I talked to my brother yesterday and as we were driving in the car, we were conversing and he told me of a story. We were just talking about the problem that there is with drugs around. He was telling me a story about a young man that come from a very well-to-do and well-known and well-liked family in Wexford. But this young guy who had every benefit in his life for him to succeed, he fell in with the wrong crowd. And this wrong crowd led him in the, in the way of drugs, and he started to, to deal drugs, and he started to take drugs. And my brother told me how that in, only in the last couple of weeks, he had to leave Ireland because of this whole drug thing, because now people were threatening his life. He was led the wrong way. He had every opportunity, but he fell in with the wrong people. Amen? You know, church, is great to have friends. But it's great to have the right friends. Amen? 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 It's great to have the right friends that are pointing you in the way of victory. Yeah. You see, church, we need to surround ourselves with people who, have, who we're either influencing for good or who have been where we want to be and who are encouraging us to come along with them and to succeed, amen? People who, who have our best interests at heart. Proverbs chapter 11, it says there in verse 14, it says, For the lack of guidance a nation fails, but victory is won through many advisors. It says, For the lack of guidance a nation fails. You know, all through the years, our leaders here in Ireland have been older men. There have been men in their 60s. There have been men in their 70s. Now, I'm not against young people getting into politics. I think that's a great thing. But I think then when, when you have a situation where, where young men get into, into politics, they need now to learn from the older men. Amen? They need to learn from the older men. They need to learn wisdom from the older men. 
They need to listen to the older men. Amen. Amen. We are in a situation in our nation at the moment that a younger man got into power, and that younger man, he immediately got rid of all the older men, and he has turned his party from being a very conservative pro-life party to being a hugely liberal pro-choice party because he got rid of all the older advisors in his life. He thought he knew better than everyone else. He still does. He thinks he knows better than everyone else because he got rid of all the older, older counsel in his life. We need to surround ourselves with wise counsel. Amen? People who are pointing us towards victory, not leading us to defeat. Amen? And, and, and here, listen. In this, never develop an attitude that the whole world is against me and that I need to do this on my own. That's the wrong thing to do. Amen? So many people think that everyone is against me. I need to, to just make my own decisions. I'll make my own way. That's not true. You need to surround yourself with people who are on your side and who want to see you succeed. Amen? Proverbs 13 and verse 20 says, He who walks with wise men will be wise. He who walks with wise men will be wise. Listen, walk with wise people. Amen? Walk with wise people because it says, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. If you surround yourself with, as the Word of God says, fools, your life will be destroyed. Amen? Amen. Surround yourself with wise people. You know, life is always better done with wise people around you. Amen. Surround yourself with, with family and friends who will build you up, who will be on your side. Hey, it may not be the coolest people. Some of the wisest people may not be the coolest people. But they will impart something into your life that will see you true life. Amen? And see you have victory in what's next for you. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9, it says, Two are better than one, because they have good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls for he has no one to help him up. Do life with wise people, amen? Bring wise people into your company. And if you haven't got wise people in your company, look for them, find them. And if they're not the coolest people, that's okay. If they're not your type of people, that's okay too. Because if they're leading you in the way of success, you will be a success, amen? Amen? Here's another question that I have to answer today. What kind of friend am I? What kind of friend am I? Am I the kind of friend that when I'm down, I go and look for encouragement off you? But when you're down and you, and you come and look for encouragement off me, that I reject you? Am I that kind of friend? Or am I the kind of friend that when I'm down, you encourage me, and then when you're down, I encourage you? Am I that kind of friend? Well, if I'm not, that's the kind of friend I need to be, amen? Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 24 says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly. Hey, listen, if you've got people speaking into your life, building you up, encouraging you, you need to do the same. Amen. Amen. Don't be just a taker. Be a giver. Yeah. Amen. Don't be just a taker. Be a giver. Friendship is never a one-way street. It's two-way traffic in friendship. Amen. Yeah. Proverbs 27, verse 17. It says, iron sharpens iron. So a person sharpens one another. Iron sharpens iron. 
Iron sharpens iron. Without another piece of iron, there's nothing to sharpen. Amen? Amen? There has to be two pieces of iron to sharpen. So look for friends that will sharpen you. Amen? Don't look for friends who will tell you how great you are, how wonderful you are. You're the greatest. You're brilliant. You're gorgeous. You, You are the man. When you know in your own heart that you're not succeeding, find some friends for yourself that will tell you when you're off course. Amen. Find a friend for you that won't just butter you up and pour honey all over you. Find some friends that will tell you when you're out of order, that will tell you when you're offline. Amen. Because a friend like that is not just a friend for the sake of themselves. They're a friend for your sake. Amen. Iron sharpens iron. So one person will sharpen another. Amen. Do you know that good friends always point their friends to Jesus? Do you know that? A good friend will always point their friend to Jesus. So if you have friends around you, and if they're not pointing you to Jesus, then you need to be influencing them. Amen? Amen? I mean, it's okay to have unbelieving friends. That's not a problem. But make sure that you're pointing them towards Jesus. And they're not pointing you in their direction. Amen? Mark chapter 5 and verse 25 says, A certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Watch this, verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came from behind him and touched his garment. And first she said, if I only may touch his clothes, I will be made well. It says, when she heard about Jesus. How do you think she heard about Jesus? She had a friend, amen? She had a friend that told her about Jesus. She had a friend that knew the issues and problems that she had. She had a friend that knew that she had spent everything that she had, that she had she had um, exhausted all of her energies and resources on trying to be made well. And then this friend heard about Jesus. And this friend led her to Jesus. Amen? Amen? Surround yourself with people that point you to Jesus. I mean, that's how I got saved. I had a friend who came to know Jesus as Lord and Savior and praise God didn't keep it to themselves told me about Jesus. That's a friend. Amen? Now, he could have just thought, hey, you know what? I'd be kind of embarrassed telling anyone about Jesus. You know, know, it wouldn't be cool. Like, it wouldn't be real cool like if you're in school. But I had a friend that pointed me to Jesus when he found Jesus. Amen? That's what you call a friend. Amen? Good friends point their friends to Jesus. John 1 and verse 40 says, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, who was one of the two that uh, had heard... Let me start again. Uh, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing that Andrew did when he, when he found... Uh, sorry, the first thing that Andrew did was he found his brother Simon and... Tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. 
The first thing that Andrew did when he encountered Jesus is he went and he found his brother and he brought his brother to Jesus. Amen? On the next journey in your life, on the place that you have to go next, find people that will walk with you that will always point you towards Jesus. That won't just tell you how great you are, won't just tell you how wonderful you are, but will point you in all things towards Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good friends point their friends towards Jesus. When a friend comes to you for advice about a season that they're going through, always point them to the answer being found in Jesus. Amen? Amen. I mean, how far are you willing to go for your friends? How far are you willing to go for your friends? Would you rip a hole in someone else's roof in order to get them to Jesus? And by saying that, I mean to say, would you be willing to do what what's really seems impossible to get your friend to Jesus? Well, that's what four friends did in Luke chapter 5. They had a friend who was paralyzed. And they heard that Jesus was in the area. And they heard that Jesus was in the area and Jesus was healing people. So what did they do? It says in verse 18, it said, some men carrying a paralyzed man on a mat and tried to get into Jesus by the way of the house to, uh, to lay him before Jesus, but they, they could not find a way in because the crowd was so much, so they went up on the roof and they lowered him on his mat through the roof into the middle of the crowd right in front of Jesus. Surround yourself with people that will be willing to rip a hole in a roof in order to get you to Jesus. Amen? 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 Not that they'd see you with a problem, see you going around with issues. And even though they'd see you with issues and problems, they would just keep, continue to butter you up and, and plaster over the cracks. Tell you how great you are. Tell you how wonderful you are. Surround yourself with people who will be willing to say, hey, listen, you're broke. In love, I'm telling you this in love. I'm not trying to hurt you. But you're broke. You need fixing. You need to come to Jesus. Surround yourself with people that will point you to Jesus. Amen? 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 Praise God. Are you pointing yourself, are you pointing your friends to Jesus? Or are you, tur tur are you turning your friends away from Jesus? Are you pointing your friends to Jesus? Are you turning them away from Jesus? Do you know that sometimes by, by our actions, that we're actually turning people away from Jesus? And that's why we here in a live church, we're so strong on pointing people towards Jesus and not turning people away from Jesus. That for me, it's a huge thing. That when people come in here to church for the first time, that we point them towards Jesus. Amen? That we point them towards Jesus. That I don't have all the answers. Do you know that's okay? It's okay not to have all the answers. But if you're following after Jesus, you know the one to have the answers. Amen? And we need to be pointing. Instead of just giving my best advice, you could come to me with a problem and I could think, I'd give you a bit of advice out of my own book. But I, I, that wouldn't be right to do, would it? You come to me looking for advice, I need to give you and point you towards Jesus. Amen? Amen? Matthew chapter 12 and verse 16 says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You know, light is always attractive. 
And people are always drawn towards light. If you have some friends in your life that don't walk in the light of Jesus, let them see the light of Jesus in you. Amen. Not in a weird way. Not in an off-putting way. Let them see the light of Jesus in you in, in, in a kindly way. Amen? Amen? Because people are always attracted to light. And we're carriers of that light if we know Jesus. We need never to hide our light. Never hide your light or ever do anything to diminish your light. So in this next season, this next thing that we all have to do, here's a couple of things that we need to make sure of. We need to check our friend list. We need to make sure that our closest friends are ones that are encouraging us and that we're pointing them to Jesus. We need to check it, amen? And the second thing that we need to do is we need to make sure that we're pointing our friends to Jesus. And we need to always make sure that we keep our light on. Amen?